Hello, and welcome to Spiritual Warfare. I am Teresa. And I am Kay. We want to thank you for joining us. We'll be reading from the Book of Signs and can, by Dr. David Jeremiah. We are going to continue our reading on the crowns. And Kay is going to start out with the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness is next. It's described in 2 Timothy 4, eight. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. The book of 2 Timothy represents the last known writing of the Apostle Paul. And we have reason to believe he was beheaded shortly after writing these words. But rather than dreading death, he was looking forward to the second coming. He was ready to meet Christ and content with his record of service for the master. Paul's use of the athletic metaphor here is especially descriptive of the life of the believer because it describes struggle, endurance, discipline, and final victory. The crown of righteousness is reserved for those who have a longing for the Lord Jesus and who watch for Jesus to come back. Psychologists tell us that anticipation, which is the opposite of surprise, is an emotion with marvelous healing powers. Can you imagine a world without anticipation? How would it feel with nothing to look forward to? Hmm. Well, welcome to non-Christianity. Without Christ, there is no ultimate anticipation. There may be momentary prospects and incremental excitement, but lasting expectancy is missing. Everything is different for Jesus followers. Our best days are ahead of us, and we can anticipate all the glories of eternity. That should motivate our daily faithfulness as we wait his return. You know, Kay, I don't know why people wouldn't look. I know they think heaven may be boring, it beats burning in hell, fire, and brimstone. And I mean, there are people who have literally sold their souls to Satan for fame. Fame on earth. Singers. I think Madonna admitted to that, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know if you remember in her younger days, in her singing videos, the dark burning of the crosses her you yeah. don't remember those I don't. videos no i don't wow it, they were all dark in and kind of satanic yeah yes yeah and i guess i don't understand people who would sell their souls to have fame on earth and be rich and famous eternity is forever right i don't get that. I just don't get that. I have no desire to live in hell with Satan and to be popular think, on earth. I think they don't believe that. I think that they have fallen for Satan's lies. And Satan's telling them, eh, it won't be that bad. It's all right if you live that way. It's okay if you, you know, I, I think that they have been deceived. I don't, I can't remember what I was watching on TV the other night and somebody made a comment and said, oh, he sold his soul to Satan. 
he had won some type of an award on TV. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. they're literally acknowledging this out loud wow. on TV that they sold their soul to Satan. Wow. I don't think they even realize what they're saying. Or do they? Or, or, or do they? Well, and maybe that is, or do they, thinking that if other people look at me and look at my life, I sold my soul to Satan and look at me to entice other people. True, to, to sell their souls to Satan so they can, but they don't know really what's going to happen in the end then they don't realize they're going to burn in hell for eternity right he's told them another lie over a lie that things are going to be okay um i can't say this completely but i was watching a guy who sold his soul to satan he was a warlock actually for satan and i'll get his name give it to people, they can make their own decision and watch him on YouTube. He literally left the the world and went out into the realm. I mean, his spirit just went boom. And his job was to kill every Christian that he could. He literally went and spoke cancer over people and they died. It is amazing to listen to this guy's testimony. He was the highest warlock for Satan. He was right under Satan. And is he a believer now? He is a believer now. He did this for years. He even killed his own dad. And just, he named off some movie stars that did sell their souls to Satan. Yeah. Like I said, you guys can make your own judgment of this. I will. My brother, uh, Junior, told me about this and gave me his name because Junior listens to him. It is just amazing that the power that he had and he would literally go into people's homes in the spirit. They wouldn't even know it. Wow. Wow. And speak devastation, death, diseases, everything over them. Wow. That's why you need to be a child of God. It's very important and that you speak those things over your household as well. I am sorry. Do you remember where you were? I think I do. Okay. Without Christ, there's no ultimate anticipation. There may be momentary prospects and incremental excitement, but the lasting expectancy is missing. And I think that I just read that. Everything is <laughs> different for Jesus followers. Our best days are ahead of us. We can anticipate all the glories of eternity. And that should motivate our daily faithfulness as we wait his return. Dennis Lau, who is a pastor in Lugan, Northern Ireland, tells us of a tourist who visited a beautiful mansion on a lovely lakeshore in Switzerland. The house was surrounded by well-kept gardens connected by tidy pathways. Not a weed anywhere. How long have you been caretaker here? The tourist asked the gardener. I've been here 20 years. And during that time, how often has the owner of the property 
been in residence. The gardener smiled and he said, he's been here only four times. And to think, exclaimed the visitor, all those years you have kept the house and the garden in such superb condition. You tend to them as if you expected them to come home tomorrow. Oh no, replied the gardener. I looked after them as if I expected him to come home today. Jesus is coming back, coming at any minute, coming soon, maybe today. The Bible says that time is short in 1 Corinthians 7.29, and we must work for the night is coming. The more vividly aware we are of his impending return, the more we will be motivated in our work for him in these last days. Wow. Well, that brings me to about the one world currency. And to me, it seems like the government is trying to supply us with money, tell us what we can and cannot do. It's scary because it seems like that's where we're headed. And once that happens, when the government gives us money to eat, to pay our bills and tells us what we can and cannot do, we're in trouble because then the mark of the beast comes, which we're going to go over that at some part as well. And all that's going to happen. Yep, that is a little concerning. I want to work. I want to have my own money. I want to do with it what I want. Right. I don't want somebody dictating. Yeah, dictating what I can and cannot do. And when it gets to that, I've never seen it this close though. People say, "Oh, it's been 200 years," and they say that every year, but it's yeah. Yeah, I think that the pandemic has been an eye opener for a lot of people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everything that has gone on um during this two-year season that we've been walking through. But 100 years ago, the Spanish flu, people did recover, but it took like two years Mm -hmm. for that to happen. I guess the only God knows. That is true. Only God does know. That's right. So, Kay, I'm just going to go over the crown of life real quick in um, the crown of life. Okay. The fourth crown is called the crown of life in two different verses. Describe it for us. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. That makes me think of John the Baptist. He came into this world preaching and baptizing people. He died a horrific death. Yeah, but he didn't hesitate. Oh, heavens no. He was faithful. He Faithful was, unto death. Oh, and he didn't right. care either. He was so boisterous. Right. He, God gave him the strength to do. And when... They started to praise John the Baptist. He knew, no, I am not the son of God. You cannot say that to me. 
It's that man you need to follow. And his time was done on earth and he knew it. And then he was in prison and they chopped his head off. The crown of life is given in recognition of enduring and triumphing over temptations and trials. Even to the point of martyrdom, motivated by our love for Christ, we preserve and never quit until he takes us home. The New Testament Christians lived in days of intense persecution, and almost every New Testament book was written to believers who lived in danger. The apostles counseled them to persevere so they could inherit the crown of life. When we think of persecution, we often think of the Roman Empire and the brutal assaults on Christians by emperors like Nero, who were determined to eradicate the church. But the most intense period of persecution in history of the church is occurring around the world today. In 2017, the organization Open Doors, which monitors global persecution, released a report highlighting the top 50 nations where Christians face the most severe persecution. The bottom line, 100% of Christians in 21 countries around the world experience persecution for their faith in Christ. And more than 215 million Christians face high levels of persecution. Nearly one in every 12 Christians today lives in an era or culture in which Christianity is illegal, forbidden, or punished. That is amazing because of just being in the United States. We can worship freely on Sundays and or even talk. I would be in really big trouble <laughs> in those countries. I, I remember, though, talking to a Chinese lady who owned a restaurant. I loved her food. And I loved going there because she had to hide when she was in China. And she said they had underground tunnels and caves because they were killed instantly. But yet they continued to meet. And then she was able to make it to the States. I know that in a lot of these other countries, and there's a book that's called Persecuted in Christ... We do have great liberty here in the United States, and we should be very grateful that we do uh, to even just be talking uh, here today freely freely about Jesus, Christ Jesus. They know that they're probably going to be put into jail, and they're probably going to be tortured. Many of them walk into their Christianity expecting that to happen. To them, it's nothing in a lot of these other countries to have those that have been persecuted like that and have come out on the other side. But in the meantime, they didn't stop singing. They didn't stop praying. They didn't stop witnessing. And there were guards and some of the ones that tortured them that came to know Christ through their persecution. Yeah, they gave up themselves, every bit of themselves, right? For the cause Could of, you imagine the, the strength that that, that would take for 
a guard or anybody in the other countries, I don't know how they do it, that you know you're going to die right then and there. Renounce Jesus. Because that's what's going to happen when the mark of the beast and the Antichrist comes. Right. And he's going to tell you, renounce God. And it's not going to be a quick death either. If you don't renounce Jesus, they will torture you for hours hoping. Sometimes years. It, yeah. Like torture chambers, though, literally just digging at your body, cutting tips of your fingers off, stabbing you. Stabbing you. Hoping that you'll finally give in. So it would take a very strong person to go through all of that torture and say no. But that's what the Antichrist will do. Hoping, denounce. Okay, another report. This one published by the group International Christian Concern highlighted three countries where religious discrimination and persecution have reached a certain threshold of concern. These countries are Mexico, Russia, and the United States of America. While conditions in the U.S., are in no way comparable to the other countries, said the report. A certain segment of the culture and the courts seem to be intent on driving faith out of the public square. Don't be shocked by that. While we're, while we're grieved to think of America as an increasing, increasingly oppressive environment for Christians, the Bible says... All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Satan will batter us all with temptation of all kinds and will face trials and persecution. But that gives us a wonderful opportunity to lay claim to the crown of life. So that is the crown of life. We are going to wrap up here. Miss Kay is ready to fall asleep. I can tell. Uh, She runs her little booty off all the time. Seven days a week, the girl's never home. She's always at the church or somewhere doing something. Next time, we are going to talk about the crown of glory. So we hoped that We have helped you tonight, and we want to thank you for stopping by. Have a great week, and God bless you. God bless you.